TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Here's the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone maniac. Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest, I'm the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. He was Moby Dick in a goldfish bowl. Mark Grody with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. He's the man. He hustled down from Hallis Hall, Gabe Ramirez. Oh, that I do know. All for me, too. Yeah, right? That's right. I heard you were co-hosting, so. No, I was like, we were on together yesterday, filling in. You knew I was going to be here today. I knew you were going to be here today. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny when, like, you're trying to do a bit? <laughs> yeah, he debunked my bit. <laughs> he just destroys <laughs> yeah. your bit. Uh-huh. It's the yes. No, you love me. I told you I'm needy, guys. It's the yes and show, though. Don't, don't oh, deny right. anybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Come here, give yes. me a hug, Gabe. Come on over You guys, here. hug it out. Um, Roll on over here. Speaking of hug it out, my favorite stuff about when we started having Dave Wanstead on the score, I think it was back in the NBC Tower days, okay. when he serves, was Mark Grody outside the studio just sitting there like, I can't believe Wani's here. <laughs> so excited. We used to picture Grody with a big foam finger hanging out out there. <laughs> there was a Oh, my one. God, Coach is here. Year number one. Bears. 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 Yeah. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, because He's the man. he was a head coach that I watched when I was a fan. And I, I always love Wani for the 1994 playoff win at Minnesota. Thanks, Wani, if you're listening. He I is. always appreciated that. He actually and said he actually said he he he's going to be listening intently to you specifically because of some clips. Yeah, well, as as I was coming in through the revolving door to the Prudential Towers, Dave was going out the opposite revolving door, and he was about to leave, but then he sees me, pops out his. He was on a phone call, takes his earbuds out, he goes, "Hey, hey, Grody, Grody." <laughs> what did Getsy say? He, that's what he said. He goes, he goes, "What did he say?" He goes, he goes, "I'm gonna get upstairs right now. We're getting the audio." I promise we will play it for you. So let's start right there in this Bears update. This is the Bears offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, on the third and one jet sweep attempt by Tyler Scott that obviously did not work. What did you love about the the Tyler Tyler call? Uh, There was literally nobody there, and you saw Braxton pancake the the, the only guy that was there. So Tyler gets around the end, and again, again, that end made a nice play. But if we can coach that up just a little bit better, we, we, we talked about how we can make that better, and, uh, and we will, and we have. And, uh, but then you saw Braxton go and pancake. There's literally nobody left. So you're talking about a completely different game if we can get that one done in, in the one before, right? I mean, Justin's on the edge, right, and gets shoestring tackle away from 
20 yard gain. So, you know, and, and I get it. We didn't get it. So that's, that's the, that's the, that's the talk and it should be. So he changes the topic to the fourth and one halfway through, but his answer on the third and one, coach that up. Yep. coach that up and it's execution. I've watched the play on the all 22 a few different times. That defensive end, Alex Wright, is completely unblocked. I'd like to know who was supposed to block him because there's nobody over on that side to do it. There's a guard that goes in. The right guard, that's Nate Davis, goes in. Right tackle, who's Darnell, goes out and, and blocks somebody. That defensive end, yeah, he makes a great play. He's completely and utterly unblocked as he swallows Tyler Scott. I'm confused as to who didn't execute well. Yeah, I I do not know. I mean, he did, obviously there, there was not a follow up after that in terms of who missed the block. So that unfortunately remains a mystery. And <laughs> I don't know. I guess Luke Getzey is taking culpability in, in some ways. I do not, not agree. I do yeah. not. I do not agree that he's taking culpability. He's saying it's execution, but he can't tell us yeah. either who didn't execute. Well, if you watch the play, you don't see who. That's didn't what. I, that's what I mean. I guess he did. He wasn't wanting to sell out the blocker. I guess I don't know what. There's the, nobody else on that side. Get the information. So I mean that's one possibility, but it was a very unsat. Like I, I will, like I, I have been accused of being the defender of Luke Getzey, but at that moment, you can go back to my Twitter timeline. Bad play call by yeah. Luke Getzey. Zero accountability there. Yeah, and I think you know the issue is when you see something like that, and, you, and the coordinator's sole response is, "Hey man, almost worked though." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that fourth and one adjustment. Really hey, close hey. to yeah. working. Almost yeah. there, though, guys. Can I keep my job? Right. Almost, it almost worked. I'm, I'm watching it again. What? No. Can I keep my job now? It's like he was expecting the defensive end to be sucked into uh, a run play on the inside, but he wasn't Right, like, he was the, like the DM was supposed to crash. Right. He didn't. He supposed stood. to crash because he's expecting with the other thing that they're faking because they're faking a run play the other way, but it just it didn't work at all. I have an idea. You have a Roshan Johnson. You have a Deontay Foreman. You have two plays to get one yard. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, just, got, you have Justin Fields, too. And Justin Fields. Call it, call one of your little QB I, runs. I thought the fourth and one call was great. Yeah. Get Fields on the edge. I think Justin could have taken it wider. Obviously, Darnell Mooney could have hit his block a little firmer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you wait until we get to Darnell Mooney because mm. he is going, going to Again? Ad- address that All right. specifically. We're not there yet. You, but you, you carry us through the audio. We yeah, have a lot. Absolutely. Mark Brody, you carry us through. Yeah, a couple more from Getsy. Getsy on, uh, on QB1. And that painful, that painful eight plays to eventually get into the end zone when they were inside the five and they finally get the pass to Cole Komet. So that'll, that'll be a follow-up question. But first, Luke Getzey was just kind of generally asked, what did you think about Justin Fields' game? The fourth quarter drives, the game on the line drives. Nope. nope. Were you hopeful that... Now you know not to mess up Sorry. Mark Brody's clips. It's okay. You it? know what? That that is my fault. That is my fault. But let's go to let's go to the second one, Tyler. And that is the 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 QB one on Justin Fields and the the eight plays to get into the end zone. Then we'll go back okay, to so that. He did a lot of really good things. You know, there's some really cool plays. You think about the um the keeper throw in the corners and um, the extended plays that he, that he made, even the touchdown throw was, was an incredible play. I think there's a lot of really good things. Yeah, there's a couple of things that we'd all like to have back. You know, we, um, but but uh, on, on a whole, I thought he did a really good job. He took care of the football. Um, and then, you know, the, a couple opportunities, like we said, that you know, maybe we need to, um, you know, help explain it better to him or whatever, or, you know, oh, just him man. make the play. And then he's 
think he's capable of that, and he's done that. But on the whole, he did his job pretty good and took care of the football. That's what we asked him to do. From an execution standpoint, the eight plays inside their five-yard line for the for Cole's touchdown, what needs to change about the operation? That, them not to have 12 men on the field multiple times will help that too because that, that was a chaotic scene, right? That was like you call a play because they have their big people out there, but there's an extra corner on the field, so now you can't run the play. But you're like, why is there an extra corner on the field? Because then there's 12 people. So then now you've shown them your play, so now that play is gone. So then now that was a pretty that was a pretty wild scene. And, and then ultimately, like, we can't have the false start issue when you're on the half-yard line, really. You talk about on, on the whole, take that whole scene, uh, that's the, you know, we can't have that. We can't go backwards on that particular play. So uh, other than that, I thought the guys did a pretty decent job executing. We missed a couple opportunities, but then again, the guy made an unbelievable play. Um, of beating, you know, probably the best defender in the league from a sack and then getting an opportunity to extend that play and made a great throw. It was an incredible play. I, I don't think he's wrong there about everything that happened on the goal line. I want to go back because I just watched the play again. Braxton sure. Jones is lined up at tight end on that third and one to Tyler Scott. So when he references Braxton, maybe he's saying, but not saying outright, that Braxton is supposed to crash down on the defensive end because he goes second level to get the DB and leaves the defensive end clear to come through. Yeah, and he did not have a great game, and, and understandably, considering he was going up against Miles Garrett, one of the best defensive players in, in the NFL. So he was definitely a point of, of interest as well. Um, but, Interesting. But, but yeah, and, and that whole... You know, with all the plays to get eventually get into the end zone, as he was just talking about, it had an incredible ending to it, at least, because that was a terrific play by Justin Fields to eventually get Cole Komet open and make that play. I look at that one to me, it was like th- that to me, that drive was so painful to watch after the interception that gets you down to the one yard line. And you really just want the Bears to look competent. And look like a team that has momentum and it's finally figuring things out. Right. And what you get after an interception from Eddie Jackson is just more of the same, right? An, an offense that disgusts you, that that has false starts, that ha- seems as though they're incapable of getting into the end zone effortlessly, and it has to be some sort of production just to get a tutty out of, you know, Cole committing the throw. Right, and that's why I had a hard time being too critical of what the defense did this week because they just constantly kept – getting the ball back for the offense, and they just did not do enough with it. One more from uh, from Luke Getze, and that is that is the, the finishing for this offense, and that is something that has been a problem, talking about the fourth quarters for Justin Fields and for this team as a whole. The fourth quarter drives, the game on the line drives. Were you hopeful that when you guys did that against Minnesota, when Justin led that drive in Minneapolis, that that was going to spark something, that was going to unlock something where you guys would then be better at that going forward? Yeah, I thought the guys did a nice job this week too. You know, I thought, uh, you know, it was a really good job of finishing on the sideline. They're playing a sideline defense, so Tyler did a really good job of kind of selling like he was going out of bounds, getting vertical, and then he got those extra yards. Not sure why they spotted the ball, where they spotted the ball, so we thought we had five extra yards. If you look at that, it's kind of a weird – that's, I don't know what happened there. So we thought we were five yards away from our kick line. And you end up being 10 yards away from your kick line. So that kind of changed things, too, for, for us in that moment. And uh, so we still had an opportunity to, to get where we needed to get to. We had two really uh, good opportunities. Justin got kind of um, moved out the pocket just a little bit too quickly, so we didn't get those opportunities in that sense. But in the end, the execution of the, both of the Hail Marys was really, really well done by our guys. 
both at the end of the half and at the end of the game. So I was proud to see those guys execute that stuff really well. Why do you think that those that scenario has been problematic for you guys this year? When I'm sure that you work on it constantly. In, in what way? What do you mean? Um, just times where it hasn't worked out. Um, Tampa, Denver, this week. Yeah, I think they're all they're all different, right? You know, you take the the Tampa, you were backed up. We had the the uh, the interception, and you go to Denver, where we had we were moving the ball well, and we had the big penalty that took us back, and then and then the uh, the interception. I thought this one, the guys did a really good job of building off what we had done. Uh, you know, we had to get big chunks because we didn't have any you know the timeouts available to us anymore. So that one was a little bit different for this for this particular situation. Where in Minnesota, we had timeouts. Do you have to factor in time in all of that, though? I mean, it comes down to that four, those fourth quarter drives. 29 seconds, backed up at the 25 in your own territory. 32 seconds. Minnesota, you had a true two-minute drive. How does that factor into those got-to-have-it situations when you can't control the clock, but, I mean, obviously he has a lot less to work with and the field position doesn't help him. Yeah, no, that's all part of it, right? That's what, you know, to your, your statement before about what we've practiced, Flus has put us in – all these situations since the time we've been here. I mean, we practice it a ton, like you talk about, and you, and you, you, you take those opportunities where you got to travel all the field with, like, no timeouts, and then you have sometimes where you have, you know, you're on the 50-yard line and you have three timeouts, and how do you want to manage that just getting a field goal? So you want to practice all those different ranges of uh, situations, and we've done a great job of, of giving our guys that those experiences. And uh, But those are those are hard, right? I mean, when you don't have – when you don't have timeouts and you got to travel 75 yards plus or something like that, those are those are difficult situations, but ones that we know we can we can attain as we keep getting better. All right, so let me take everybody behind the curtain <laughs> yeah, here for please. a second. All right. So Mondays, uh, the head coach talks. Tuesday, nobody talks. We're off. Day off. Wednesday, the quarterback talks. Correct. Thursday, it's already four days since the game, and the coordinators are talking. It would be better. For the conversation amongst the radio station and the fans and overall to be able to talk about a game that happened on Sunday, if the coordinators talked on Tuesday. Or Monday. Or Monday. I mean. So I I assume this has been discussed on the beat because I hear you guys all feverish to talk to him and like the fight for questions there was hilarious. We talked about it today. We talked about it. We talked about that specifically. Tell me. Like it's just tiresome. We said that it should be on Monday that they should have the coordinators or God forbid they let us do what used to go. I remember during uh, when I would cover the Bears intermittently because I was covering all the teams in Chicago. I remember Ron Turner would talk in the locker room after games. Like we wow. would just gather around him with our microphones and, and he'd be able to answer all those questions well, and be able to tell us what went wrong. Instead, ridiculously, we have to wait until Thursday. And quite honestly, it doesn't do the coordinators any favors either because quite frankly, they, they're, all their thing is we turn the page. That's the whole thing, right? We turn, of course. We're out of the next game. Sorry, we got to ask you these questions because right. this is the day that they give us to you. And, yeah. you have, and you have four days to come up with the best line of questioning. Well, we don't fighting for that space. No, it's absolutely true. And and, and as it gets towards the end of press conferences, that's where it gets aggressive because it's like we know like we're down to our final few questions. You get the warning. So then everybody's like, oh, crap, I got to get it in. And then you have a situation like that. So here's the thing. We are taking the listeners on a journey throughout the week of these football games, and they're not getting to hear from coordinators until Thursday. Right. And And, and I feel like they need to understand – I totally agree with you. Monday, why not Monday? The head coach talks, then let the coordinators talk. Right. And then you're done with it. 
It would take a load off the head coach, too, because Matt Aberflus has to answer every single question for his coordinator. So, yeah, I, it's a bad idea yep. to have the coordinators on All Thursday. Right. I, I absolutely I, I, agree. I, I'm going to get in touch with Bears PR. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Carry on. I, I think we might just have. One of us got to uh, know a guy. A very, very powerful <laughs> radio station. All right, so as we continue on, this is great what you're about to hear. John Hoke is the representing the defensive coordinator position this week, and I know, Speaks, you love this. I do. Uh, John Hoke is the, the secondary coach. He was asked, this is maybe the best answer I've heard about the third and 15 that was executed against the Bears by Cleveland in that game. You're going to hear him refer to Smitty. And just so people know for reference, it's Terrell Smith that he is talking about the rookie cornerback. So listen to this excellence from John Hoke. Joe Flacco's seen a lot of football. I I guess what's the coaching point there to recognize what's happening? All right, so that's, and it was my position. So I take full responsibility. I got to continue to to educate Terrell and, and get him to understand the angle. Uh, it was a it was a over route from the other side. Uh, part of that education for me to, with Terrell and, and all these young players, formation recognition. Number two is their guy. Number two by by uh, design is an X. He lined up as an S. That's Amari Cooper. And we had talked about it during the week, but it's a young player saying, oh, this is where he's at. These are the type of routes that I might get. That's where I have to do a better job and continue to uh, educate him. He's over there for a reason. He's out of position. So when he's over there, have awareness. Play goes, right? And really, Smitty does a decent job. He gets his width, he drops, and then his angle. He's got to understand his work is going to come to him. He doesn't have to go. Joe Flacco is going to throw it out in front. The last place Joe wants to throw it is behind. He's going to throw it out in front. So just know where your work's coming to you. You don't have to chase it in there. It's going to come to you. And then if you can't get the ball, then you've got to go through the receiver. So that's my responsibility to that player to make sure he understands that. That's fascinating. I hadn't thought about anybody other than Justin Jones oh, yeah. in that play. Yeah, I mean, he certainly got singled out. But it was, you know, Terrell Smith needing to be in the right place and a teaching moment for sure. So it I love the like, giving. It sounds like Grody, like rotation in at a basketball sense. One <laughs> yeah. guy, two guys move up. Uh huh. One guy moves back. Yeah. You as the corner have to be ready to cover that's, it. The that's other a great people analogy. have been aggressive. Yeah. No. No. I like that. I like that. And Hulk was great because he was up there at at the podium. There, there's a little platform. And while he was talking, he was like mimicking it. He was backing off the microphone a little bit, and he's like. <laughs> Being very animated. animated. Yeah, yeah. So it was really good. Like I said, like that's the best I think I've heard um, that particular play explained. Yeah, no, that it's uh, an, it's a huge play. Give us one more John Hoke, sir. The uh, the other did I have another Oh yeah, we do have another John Hoke. I forgot about the other John Hoke. Our guy The other John Hoke is about Jalen Johnson and what is it that really makes this guy, in their minds, a special player. He's really smart. And smart people figure things out. And he's uh, going into his fourth year, right? And so he's learned and and understands uh, the game very, very well of football. And you probably don't watch uh, because I've done this for so long. It's some of the plays that you don't see that aren't a splash play that jump out to me. He knows the route combinations. He understands uh, what the quarterback can and can't do. 
Um, you know, even in the, in the Cleveland game, he really didn't get any a lot of targets, right? And the way we play our guys is the way we play them. Well, the ball ended up on the middle of the field. So he ended up to the single side. Well, it was a play he almost intercepted. They probably weren't expecting him to be to that side, but that was the design of the play, so it went there. So just that he knows uh, what uh, the, the, the mentality of watching uh, what the coordinator calls, the route combinations, he, he watches massive amounts of tape, and uh, he does a really good job. So at the end of the day, obviously he's gifted uh, athletically, but he's really smart. That's really cool to hear because as we've talked to Jalen weekly, you can tell how smart he is, Gabe. It's unf- I mean, I tell everybody when I'm doing Plumbers 911 Football Mondays, like if there's one person you want to listen to throughout the day, and I love DJ Moore being on. Olin Cruz is one of my favorites. Jalen Johnson, without question, is set an alarm on your phone weekly for Mondays at 5 o'clock because it's – and it, and it's no no not taking away from, you know, you and Parkins, but Jalen himself is just someone that you can listen to talk because he has a real approach – uh, you know, I, I don't know. To me, that, that that's something that goes a long way, and I think that's why a lot of people are behind a guy like Jalen Johnson. Yeah, he understands the game, and you can tell that, and he's trying genuinely to be the best player he can to fit in with the game. Yeah, and I guess I've never asked Jalen Johnson, I mean, maybe you guys have, about his, his tape watching, because that was a little bit of a, of a revelation to me that he as much tape as, as John Hoke makes it sound like he watches. And that really does vary from player to player. There's some players that believe in it, some players think less is more, Jaylen, but he does. I, I, I'm imagining Jalen, you know, he's just in his room, his daughter's there, he's always on the Zoom, that kind of situation. Of course, I, I can't imagine a situation where he's not watching game tape. Yeah, right? apparently. Like Monday, yeah. Tuesday, even I'm talking about after practice. I'm talking about like at home uh-huh. while he's on the couch chilling with like an iPad or something. He, he strikes me as that kind of a guy. Mark Grody has a ton more tape to get to from Hallis Hall, and it's all great stuff. Let's take a break. We'll come back and do a second segment Love it. with Mark Grody on 670 The Score with Parkins and Spiegel. The Parkin- Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. In Spiegel Show. The afternoon show, the police of 670, the score. Afternoons on the score. Oh, hi, Mark. 
Mark Grody is here with us as Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam bring us in. Gabe Ramirez and me, Matt Spiegel, with Parkins and Spiegel today. Hey! Grody, it's a double segment Bears hit because Thursdays are action-packed. Carry us forward, sir. Yes, Richard Hightower, ladies and gentlemen. He is the special teams coordinator for the Bears, and he, too, was excellent today. And he lets us behind the curtain a little bit about where the Bears are philosophically on whether you kick the field goal or decide to go for it or a Hail Mary, as the Bears did attempt at the end of the first half against Cleveland. They decided against the 55-yard kick, which was against the wind. And here is uh, Richard Hightower to explain everything. The weather impacts that more than anything, Uh, that position more than any other position. So uh, we talk about it, and I'll just tell you our pregame process so you guys get a really good understanding and give you some really good insight. So in our pregame process, we work kicks each direction, um, and we, we always talk about a normal kick line where we feel comfortable with a high degree of confidence that we're going to make the kick. That's one element of it. But there's also another element of it that we call a monster kick line, and that is in the half, which you're referring to, in the game situation where we say, hey, it's a lower percentage chance to make it, maybe one out of 10% chance to make it. And with wind being a factor, we were actually even outside of our monster kick line. So that communication goes on and starts during the week. And not only do we do it for Cairo, we do it for their kicker as well, because Flutes has to call defense too. So it goes from the beginning of the week to pregame, and then it also changes during the game. So you'll, if you guys see Cairo during breaks, he'll go out and kick the ball or he'll go out and kick at the second half, and he'll let us know, and we have a good gauge of that. So it's a really intricate process that evolves throughout the game, and that's, that was the, the, the very tough end in which direction uh, we were going. So we were well outside of the monster, the mon- even the monster kick line. I like knowing that extra level of the monster kick line and that they're thinking about it in that way. Don't you, Gabe? I just love the fact that it's a constant, right, where they're taking everything into consideration. And I, and I, I can't remember who said, I'm sure you guys will be able to tell me, that like during warm-ups, you know, Cairo was only able to put up a 52-yarder. Mm-hmm. Or when he did Brad, try to fi- – Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs, thank you. Uh, when he tried the 52-yarder, it ended up, you know, in the end zone, not through the uprights. And so, to me, you read something like that and you're like, yeah, wh- why is this an issue? Clearly, everyone saw that that was something that could not happen. Why? Why? Why is it say? Oh, he should have kicked the field. No, he, no, he shouldn't have. Yeah. And everyone's all the evidence is out there to you for you to just say, okay, we can move on from that sort of discussion. It's, it's scientific, almost. It's very exact. <laughs> it's not just Matt Eberflus. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, my gut says we should just go for the for the hail mary here. So indeed, a lot goes into it. And I'm glad, like Hightower was again to the point earlier of these guys having to wait until Thursday. He was very anxious to get those questions and clear that particular part up. So Darnell Mooney had a lot that went on. What did he want to clear up? All right. So he, he's that, that fourth and one thing, the the blocking thing. He's going he's gonna to get to that. He's going to start, though, with the dropping of the Hail Mary pass, which he's been hearing a lot of. He hears it all. So here's Darnell Mooney on that. At the end of the day, I tried to catch the ball. Yeah. I'm falling. <laughs> it's difficult. It's a difficult catch. I tried to catch the damn thing. I mean, <laughs> I was falling. I tipped it to myself. Um, yeah. And I see everything about the fourth and one play. 
I'm not blocking for Justin. So if I was blocking for Justin, that would have been uh, a more, you know, thought like, okay, I got to hold this longer. It's supposed to be a picker out. Ran that same play versus the Dolphins last year. If you want to go search it, um, just look at that play. I mean, I'm picking for DJ. So. Other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> it's, it's it is what it is. It's I'm trying to catch the ball. How do you not let yourself get frustrated though? It kind of feels like one of those seasons for you. Like that, that's a play that's just sort of happening to you um, this year. I'm, I'm blessed to be where I am. All I can do is just continue to work and continue to you know. Work, work right now for where I'm going to be, not where I'm at right now. So um, I just gotta keep a positive, you know, mindset. Was, there's been some pissed off moments for sure. I've been mad as hell, but um, uh, I'm human, and yeah. I mean, I expect a lot more out of myself. I expect to have a stellar season. I expect to be a playmaker on my team, and um, that has not been the case this year. And um, I believe in myself, and um, my guys believe me as well. So. Um, at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to keep working, and uh, we'll see where the chips fall. Is a little bit of anger good? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like um, my, my boys tell me I, uh, sometimes they, they they think I want to be angry, um, and I like anger. I like anger to, you know, um, build on it. I feel like I always come on top whenever I'm, like, mad or something. I put it to, like, work. I, I, I grind even harder, so... Um, a little anger is good, and I'm going to continue to continue to keep that anger with me. I'm not angry right now, as you can see. I'm very happy. Uh, but, um, yeah. A feisty Darnell Mooney. I understand where he is psychologically, and he's got a lot of plays to talk about. And I, I, I worry that it's the end of his Bears run, but we don't know. Yeah, it, it feels like it. It, feels it sounded like it. Like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last couple times we've we've talked to him, it has had that vibe. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but you can definitely infer from from the tone. But I do think it was interesting, too, that because we, we did not ask him about the blocking on the fourth and one. The pick play. The yeah, pick, play. pick play. That he was ready to, he brought to, it up. to defend himself and he, on and that. He, and that. he had a clip you can go watch afterwards. Yeah, he did have a clip. <laughs> he gave you, you a play for right, reference. Right. Miami, so, last year, you go check it yeah. out. One of you two guys, go <laughs> look right, it up. I guess. I will. I Darnell, you, send me a yeah. link. Yeah. yeah. So that that is Mooney, and it will be very interesting over the next couple of weeks to see what Mooney says or if something succinct comes in about his future. Uh, let's move on to... To the game here. Bears will be hosting Arizona, and obviously Kyler Murray will be here. And Eddie Jackson was asked about their starting quarterback. Man, he's just running. He's mobile. Like he's very, very mobile. He's fast. Um, he can throw the ball good, especially accurate down the field. Man, it's just him being able to escape out of the pocket is, is different. Um, I feel like we haven't faced that this year, so that's going to be a challenge for us, especially in the back end. Guys going to be running around, scramble drills. So we kind of did a drill like that today to kind of emphasize that and us stand on top and plaster and grab him. How does their offense fit him? Because he's, he's small, you know, he's small for quarterback, really yeah. fast. Yeah. They have to do certain things that work for him, but it yeah. feels like they do. Yeah, they do. I mean, they keep him, they keep him moving, you know, especially when the pocket fall, he'll have these holes he can escape through. Um, he likes to attack the edges when, he, when it's time for him to get out of that pocket, man. Like I said, he's fast. He's elusive, man. And, He's a smaller guy, so you're not on top of him. you got to have the right angles, the right tackle angles to get him on the ground, but he definitely makes things happen with his feet. The other thing about Kyler Murray, and I watched the game against the 49ers uh, back yesterday, he gets out of, not only does he get out of the pocket, but he gets out of the pocket quickly. He'll abandon that pocket mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. And so 
I mean, he wants to extend plays. Unfortunately, against the Niners, with their great defense, he had to get the ball, get rid of the ball a lot quicker than he would have liked, as opposed to letting plays develop downfield. So that's something that both Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker are going to have to be mindful of because you know he's going to have he's going to get out. So you have to kind of be conscious of him whether he's going to run or not. But you also got to be cognizant of guys like Trey McBride, who you know he's been having you know more targets in, over the last three games because Kyler Murray's understanding like this is my fail safe. In certain situations, and he's, a tough he, task. He's a he's a badass. Chamber, oh yeah, he's a he's, he's a really good strong tight end. Spiegel, I want to ask you the question that Gabe brought up yesterday when we were filling in for you and Parco, and that is, would you rather have as your quarterback Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? That was the question, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah and yeah. Gabe and I both, I think we both had the same answer. Um, I'd rather uh, have Justin Fields. Same, same. Okay, three for three. Yeah. Why? Why? Just really quick. Um, Because I think Kyler's a little more challenged to be in the pocket because he's so short. Yeah. He seems to want to get out a little quicker uh, uh, yep, than yep. Justin wants to get out. I, th- I, I believe that Justin could evolve more than I believe Kyler could evolve. Yeah, Ky- what we were saying is that Kyler just hasn't taken the quarterback position seriously. Oh, well, that's true. And so what we do know about Justin is at least there is a, a strong will to succeed. That's a good, strong answer. Yeah. I, I don't know how, what Kyler's done the last year. I know that when they signed him to the extension, they, like, mandated yeah. his practice time. That's a yeah. huge yeah. red flag. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I still think that the raw materials with Justin Fields are better than the raw materials. And they're both really good. I mean, he is Kyler Murray's a good I think passer. It's true. But I think that Justin Fields still has the bigger arm, and if he just works it a little bit, I want to be, be very better. clear, Kyler Murray's had a better career. Oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, Just, we're talking about projecting Right, forward. who yeah, would yeah, you rather yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, a few more cuts here. This is kind of a quickie from Montez Sweat, and it's interesting because of, uh, well, you'll take take a look. What is left to this season, Montez Sweat? I can't – I don't think any, any guy in this locker room has any, any quit in him or anything like that, and I, I don't think it'll sit well with anybody if he was to give up or anything like that, so – yeah, we're going to keep fighting until it's all said and done. Your locker rooms in Washington, the years that you guys have been eliminated from the United States, they have the same sort of energy. Um, ha! Long pause. Still I'm not going. about Washington. <laughs> <laughs> What did he say there at the end? Uh, I'm sorry, not, I'm not talking laughing. about Washington. Let's, let's play it one more play time. Play it one more time because I talked yeah, over the end. I did, he did. I did too. That's sorry. my bad. The guys, That's I my bad. Yeah. I'm not talking about Washington. Yeah. Is that what yeah. he said? Yeah. He, he goes, did. He goes, uh, I'm not talking about no, that's oh what he God. said, but I want to hear it again. Tyler, <laughs> if you've got to play it again, man, go ahead. The pause. I can't. I don't think any any guy in this locker room has any, any quit in him or anything like that. And I, I don't think it'll sit well with anybody if he was to give up or anything like that. So, yeah, we're going to keep fighting until it's all said and done. Your locker rooms in Washington, the years that you guys have been eliminated from the playoffs, they have the same sort of energy. Um, I'm not talking about Washington. Four seconds. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. a that's a that's a that's a a woman that is due when you're talking about pregnant pauses. That oh. is that is she is she has had to schedule her delivery at that point. How that's about how the laugh? How about the laugh afterwards, man? The hub laugh. That's he, what that. He gave us a quote earlier in the week about how much this team is playing together and how much he's enjoying the way the chemistry of these yeah. people are playing together. 
And then there it is right there. I'd enjoy yeah. it, too, if I had three, four sacks in the oh, first yeah. couple yeah, of no, games. But you can tell, like, <laughs> more great. talented defensive line of Washington, but they didn't play this well together. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing. I mean, there's been a couple of times where he has alluded to <laughs> what has gone on in Washington. So even uh, though the Bears aren't winning, he, he's a happy man in that th- locker room. That's my episode of That's Montage. <laughs> right Spiegel, Spiegs asked uh, Coach Wani earlier, and I think it's interesting. I'm curious your take, Groats. Do you think that there's a chance that uh, – the defense or the team as a whole will fade in these last three games, specifically this Sunday. Well, I mean, of course there's a chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, do you see it happening? Do I see it happen? Not this week. No, okay. I don't. Okay, I don't. Okay. I think that the, I think that they will be properly motivated for, for this game. Um, you want to hear more laughing from Montez Sweat? Yeah. I mean, you got Jalen Johnson talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Johnson, the, the right towards the end of our interview around Montez Sweat's locker, all of a sudden Jalen Johnson barges in. He's got a little microphone <laughs> attached to his phone, and he's been interviewing other players, but he wants to talk really? to Montez Sweat. And just in case you can't hear Jalen Johnson, I'm going to play the full thing. He's asking Montez Sweat what Sweat will get Jalen for Christmas. So here it is. Uh huh. I got a question for you. What's up? What would you get three three for Christmas? Mm. I get that nigga a hell of a pass rush. You get another pick. (laughs) (laughs) So what? What? What are you getting for Christmas? Yeah, what are you getting for granted? He said that I'm going to give you pass rush so you can get an interception. Oh, man. Yeah, I got a thing. That's what he said. It's good. Yeah. Jalen knows who the best player on that defense is. Uh, yeah. Jalen yeah. Johnson. No. <laughs> All due respect to our guy, Jalen Johnson. Well, it's let's, Montez. Oh, Sweat. yeah. And, and as we said earlier, Jalen Johnson is a smart man. He's very brainy, so he knows how he can live. And that is by having Montez sweat. It's a good idea. Um, Smart man. One one last thing, just to make everybody happy. I wish Shane was here, just because. And that's no slight to you guys. Richard Hightower is his guy. Yeah, HT is his guy. Loves he loves Richard Hightower, and this is how Richard Hightower started his press conference today. Happy holidays to you all. Uh, No Christmas is coming up, and uh, Hanukkah just finished. So uh, really appreciate everything you all do during the holidays. Um, to cover the team and uh, to give our fans and uh, our players and everybody that follows the Bears a, uh, an idea about what's going on. So definitely appreciate you guys. And with that, we'll, we'll open it up to questions. Isn't that, oh, nice? Isn't that nice? He's the best. He really is. That's that's HT. Happy holidays. Christmas is coming. And the Hanukkah shout outs. <laughs> Didn't say Dia de los Reyes. Well, well, no, well. No Kwanzaa. I no mean, Kwanzaa I'm, I'm, drop. I'm out. I'm out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out on HT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shane's not here to defend him. That is for Come sure. Come on, man. I will stand up for the Hanukkah mission. Yeah, no, that that was. And we're like five well, five days removed from Hanukkah. And remember, it was before the last game that I had my dates messed up because I thought I was thinking it was Christmas week, and I said, "Hey, how's it feel to be playing on Christmas Eve?" He's like, "He's like, well, we're worried about this week." So, so you alerted him. So to the I calendar. alerted him. So I'd like to think that I'm the one that prompted him to that. give the the Christmas wishes. Well, I share his uh, desires for everybody to feel good and enjoy themselves this holiday. 
couple things here, guys. Bears Nuggets. Uh, yeah, Bears Nuggets. Here, uh, quickly, I will run down a busy injury list. Please. Uh, Deontay Foreman did not practice today for personal mm. reasons. Travis Homer has an hamstring injury. He was limited. Tevin Jenkins still in concussion protocol. Did not practice. Yeah. Jalen Jones uh, didn't uh, was limited today. That's an upgrade. He has a calf injury. Cole Komet um, limited today. Quad injury. Uh, Darnell Mooney was was back, obviously, as you heard the tape from him. Equinemia St. Browns did not practice. Demarcus Walker was back in full today. So, Demarcus Walker, that's a big one for the defensive line. Your guy, Tevin Jenkins, I'm worried about him. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play this week. I can't imagine. I mean, this is one of those scenarios where now that they're out of the playoff picture, he's in, and a protocol can be any. It could be one week. It could be two, three weeks. Saw Roshan Johnson have a couple weeks in there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, But also just add it to the list for Tevin. Tevin, yes, a lot of injuries. It's a problem. It, it is, man. And who was it we were talking? We were talking to Patrick Manley yeah. yesterday, Gabe, yesterday. and he said that while he'd still like to see if Tevin Jenkins starting, you got to have a really sturdy, real backup, like somebody that maybe guard. you even get in the draft to be like, this is the heir apparent to Tevin Jenkins if they're going to have to assume that they are without this guy man. for five to seven games every year. That's too bad. It's it a is. bummer of a way to have to think about that. Guy. Yeah, no, it is. But that's the reality of football. And finally, speaking of uh, Demarcus Walker, um, he had wings catered to the Bears locker room today. So when we walked in there, it just smelled unbelievable. All the players are eating wings, and we're all just standing around as the media and just like, oh, man, we're not going to be able to get through to these players here today. There he was again. There was Jalen Johnson again. He gets a big tray of wings, comes over to the media, and offered the media to share in – the the Christmas and the holiday love of the wings. So did, an, did anybody do that? Anybody in the media have some wings? I did. Of course, you already did. <laughs> Demarcus Walker. He has his. Uh, he owns his own wing company. That's yes. Why. Yes. Goat Wings. Uh-huh. We actually had his partner um, Bears Unleashed this season. So and he, they brought wings over as well, and their wings were amazing. Oh, they're so, so good. They were so good. You no, know, this is funny. So we were all sort of like, oh, do we do this? So I'd say about. Ten of us grabbed them. Mark Potash is like, just shake it. It's a journalism is dead. He's like, what are you guys going to do? Write nice stories about him now. And Jalen Johnson's yes. like, oh, no, you guys don't have to do that. So it, it was it was very it's a very conflicting feeling. And I think one of the lines was from somebody. I won't name him uh, was saying, oh, journalism died like 10 years ago. So well, eat yes, up, <laughs> eat up. I can think of no better way to spend a Thursday five o'clock hour than two segments with Mark Grody uh, and Bears Tape. You guys are lovely. Thank you, sir. Bears. All right, buddy. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 